With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston tonight. I'm joined by the Holden Ford to my Bill Hench, my good pal Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing okay. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good, very well. All right, man. That's that's great. Um, you know, I don't even know what you just said. What'd you just call me? It's mine. It's mine, Hunter. Oh, wait. Are you Bill? Yeah, I'm the big strong guy who just like doesn't want to hang out with his yeah, wife. Yeah, but now I'm holding, so I I hang panic attacks and I yourself. hang out with Kemper. Yeah, he's gonna oh, come you, touch my neck. <laughs> you love Kemper, dude. Man. He's gonna give me a hug. Or maybe I'm Kemper, and then you can be holding. No, Tyler would be Kemper. He's like six ten. He's gigantic. Yeah. Ooh, mine hunters. God, I love that show. Yeah, it's very good. Or it's fairly good. It's like enjoyable. It's enjoyable, but it's also it's David Finch. Or the Fincher. only thing I like about that show is Bill's wife's hair. That curly hair. Why? I don't like it's it. It's the style of that time. I guess I just don't like it. I will say about this season versus the first season, because I haven't finished, but I like Bill a lot more than Holden in yeah. the second season. But the, and I like the Holden. The first yeah, season. exactly. Which yeah. I thought that was kind of cool to see. I don't know, maybe a change of character. Oh, ooh, wow. yeah, it's it's good. Um, great, yeah, television's good stuff. So, dude, it's Netflix. Come on, you Netflix and chill all the time, right? That's a thing. That's what these kids do. I'm not. Yeah, I'm an adult. I don't do that. <laughs> I uh, I read you Hulu and chill. I know. I lay outside, look at every star in the sky, and then I go to sleep. Okay. So we're you don't do that at the halfway mark of the NFL season. <laughs> Today, I wrote a Power Rankings article where I ranked all teams, you know, 32 to 1 in four separate tiers. We have the worst mediocre playoffs and the contenders, as well as some offseason awards. So let's talk about that for a second. You hear the, so this is the worst tier. These are the bottom eight teams. You ready? Tell me your bottom Miami, the Jets, Cincy, Washington, New York Giants, Atlanta, Cleveland, and then Denver. Do you, you like that Balmay? Is there anything you would change there? Man. All right. So, Matt, I'm going to give you, for the first tier that we are mentioning here, I'm going to give you an A+. Plus. A+. I plus? agree. I, every team in that, the wow, only one that's that been to so, so I, I know. You are getting a compliment from me. It's wow. a big deal. I don't think I've ever given you a compliment I'm going to write this down in my, not my diary. Because, hey, man. Hey, I'm tough. I don't pick my like it's my own team, just saying. But either way... I'm agreeing because the biggest disappointment is Cleveland. Atlanta, you have to put down there no matter what. Everybody else is just bad. Denver, eh. Yeah. If like, Joe, like, they, they figure their defense out. Yeah. But they have an awful quarterback. Exactly. And they have that issue. The funniest thing everyone flack of is like, you know, I feel like our offense isn't aggressive enough and we don't take a, uh, advantage of the opportunities that we have. It's like, Joe, it's because you're the quarterback. You're the problem. It's not the coordinator. It's you. 
Matt, we'll talk about it too because we're going to talk about the 49ers. Why does Emmanuel Sanders look so good? I'm kind of, the only thing I'm kind of <laughs> mad about that is like three weeks ago, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to write 10 things. I'm going to have a section on, we need to appreciate Manuel Sanders. Because like, I mean, he's been great in Denver for four years now. Wait, wait, did you write that article? No, I didn't get the chance to. Oh, I was mad. God. And then he trades to San Francisco. Now I don't even believe you. And then everybody's like, man, Emmanuel Sanders, well, bro. Well, he's, he's so chill. He's great. I don't even believe that you're going to write that now. I know it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, I I need to see like a date and like a notepad. Do you got one of those that say that you're going to write I'll show you in the Show me the notes ahead Um, of time and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. You know, it's hard. I work at the factory eight hours a week. I got family I got to take care of. I got to go to the gym. (laughs) What factory is Um, here? (laughs) You know, and they got to put out content. Is it the Willy Wonka factory? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, in a way. It's like now I'm more like where Scully. do you work? I'm what like, area? I'm like Scully from Monsters Inc. More than that, and then yeah, I gotta do that, and then also I just Scare I love people? I love to put out content, kind of. So for the mediocre, I have Arizona, Tampa, Chicago, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Los Angeles, Chargers, Pittsburgh, Detroit. I don't know about the last two that you just mentioned there. And that's just because Pittsburgh has something special going on. So I don't want to say that maybe overall with the team, when you go individual player, sure. But they have some type of belief going down there. And that's something that is going. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's even magical. Under, it's, it's magic. Whatever's it's magic. Pittsburgh is magic. When it, whatever quarterback you put, it doesn't matter. They're going to win. But the other one, Detroit. I mean, Detroit's putting up fights. They're just losing. They, have, they don't have a pass rush, yeah. and their linebackers are bad. I, but their their offense looks yeah. a hell of a lot better. They they just seem like they're not pulling it out in the end, but they're close. So, sure, mediocre, but there's, yeah, I don't I think know. They're 3-4-1, you know. I would put those teams above the rest, but, yeah, I would still agree overall, though. Yeah, I, and I think Arizona's the best bad team. Like we you still think that week. even over like Detroit, they tied, man. So we could be on a coin flip in this situation. Uh, but I mean, all the numbers kind of point. Like Detroit's beating better teams. Like Arizona's beat three bad teams, and then they lost two close games. They weren't even supposed or they to win lost... any games, though. Yeah, no, but like yeah. So it's just impressive. I the, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying they're having a bad season. Like, this is a great season I for them. Season. I just think they're the best bad team out there. Yeah. Detroit's so I feel bad on some of their losses. Though. I feel bad for Stafford. Like he would be yeah. an MVP candidate if they were oh, a playoff team. And it's also funny too that Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator for Seattle all those years, like he doesn't throw the ball enough. He's not taking Vanja Wilson at all. And he's the offensive coordinator who's broken Matthew Stafford back open. And it's and he's doing great because Marvin Jones Jr. is coming alive. Everyone it seems like it's working really well, and I just hate that Detroit's not winning because I actually expected them to continue to perform well where they would be winning games, and I thought they would be contending, but they just, every single week, it's so close, and it's just, nope, comes up short. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about Tampa real fast. Of course. <laughs> Let's hop on the bandwagon that I hop off, but I want to hop back on, but I now mean, I'm off, but now I'm on. My feelings Matt, are we don't changed. want you anymore. You're done. I mean, if you, my feelings, I'm still in change. Take off your time. Hawaiian shirt. You're not allowed. So they're two and six right now, but they're the unluckiest team in football again this year. So they're fourth in <laughs> points scored, 31st in points allowed. Their expected win loss record is negative 1.6, which is absurd for being at the halfway mark of the season. Like negative 1.6 usually leads the league at the end of the year. And they're at that at this point in the season. 
Um, they have 18 offensive turnovers, just 31st. Guess how many, like in their preseason, we're like, yeah, Winston throws like nine interceptions. That'd be spectacular for him. Guess how many he's thrown so far this year? 11. 12. Oh, he's I thought it's going for going... first with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but he has more touchdowns for, for sure. damn sure than yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but he still has thrown 12 interceptions. Yeah. Um, their one possession record is one in four. They've lost their last three games by one scores. Um, they lost to Tennessee because they tried to run the ball on fourth and one at like the 35 yard line. They were or at the 40 yard line. They were stopped. Uh, they just constantly, I don't know. It's just bad luck. But I bring all this luck. up just because Mary uh-huh. uh, Winston played the best game of his career last week in Seattle. He was 29, 44 for 335 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Was only sacked twice. He didn't have like a really deep passing completion at all either. It was a lot of intermediate stuff. He was really good on the run too. And next year, next year's the year. Man, I'm not listening to you right now. Oh my God. I'm not listening to you right now. We're done. We're done. And and I feel like you're going to try to make it up in this off season just to write so many articles about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You might as well move to Tampa at this point because you're just going to be all in with them. Yeah, I am. You're well, gonna, you're and I was bet on everything. this year, and I looked at the schedule. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Is that what you did? Oh, yeah, we recorded this. Yeah, you looked at the yeah. schedule, and that's what it was. It Not sucks. for how bad they were looking at the beginning. I picked them to miss the playoffs after I looked at the schedule. Dude, you're never hopping on this bandwagon again. There's not. There's no bandwagon to hop on. There's I, no you know wagon. What? Whatever wagon you know what is, it is, whatever wagon like, is in Florida, you are not on no it. Wagon. That is the rule. All there's is, something there. It's just like is it some a sailboat. Spare, no, it's like. Some busted tires Fishing in the backyard boat? with weeds growing through the spokes. Sound a good place. It's not even like a car tire. It's a bunch of bike tires. There's no wagon at all here. You know what? Either way, whatever you have, bike tires, whatever, you're not allowed. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I picked yeah. to go eight and eight. No, no, no. And you're not, not allowed. Go eight and eight. <laughs> but next year is the year they make the playoffs. It does suck. They played tough, but their schedule's about to get easier. They're gonna win some games. They'll be fine. They'll yeah. win six games. They're, they're going to be fine. But I do think they should get. God, you're such a believer Winston over there the, in the Bucks. They should give Winston the franchise tag, though. Oh, yeah? That's what they should do. I don't think they should do anything with Winston, to be honest with you. Or do you want to see, like, Cam Newton? They're going to draft. Tampa? No, because Cam Newton's not even healthy. They're not going to be bad enough Cam to Cam Newton's not okay. Early. Do you want to see Andy Dalton in Tampa? No. Do you want to see Joe Flacco in Tampa? God, that all sounds bad. Get rid of all of do those Do you want to see uh, Nick Foles in Tampa? No, Nick Foles isn't going anywhere. They're going to trade Foles. No, they're not. They're going to try to trade Foles. Why? Because they have to pay him $27 million next year. He deserves it because what he's going to do to Jacksonville. Uh, Matt, the run is about to begin. Are you ready for this? Um, Jesus is coming. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I rather have Minshew $600,000 than paying Foles $27 million. And so I think they're going to try to bump his trade value up. And I think maybe LA may trade for him. Because, I mean, if he, if he traded for Flacco, he'll trade for anybody. The problem is Elway has to know the rule, which is he's not supposed to come in until week 11, week 12. Yeah. Can, do you have a quarterback that's going to be able to sustain? Yeah. And guess what? Elway can't find anybody. Elway is terrible, just to let you know. Yeah, we know this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We've talked about this so many times. But how long it's is like it going to take? It's is like it, saying Lamar Jackson's a quarterback. But you can never fire him. And is he ever going to step down because of ego? You'd have to fire him. How? Just fire him. It's John Elway. Who cares? He's a Timber Broncos legend. Get him out of there. I agree, but still. So playoffs. This is starting with team number 16. Okay. I have Buffalo, Oakland, Carolina, Indy, 
Los Angeles Rams, Philly, Dallas, Minnesota. I hate so much. See, that's my thing. I hate so much that you have the Rams up here. And why do you have Oakland? I really like Oakland. Why do you like Oakland? They have the most fun offensive line watch this year. Josh Jacobs is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cars playing as good as he did in 2016 whenever he broke his hand and then Connor He's playing Cook for his job. playoff game. Well, and also like the pass protection is really good again. Um, Don't you John Gruden's done dude. so much without having a number one wide receiver. And he's done a really good job creating a, like open receivers to his tight ends too. And their defense, like they can cover okay, but they can't rush the passer. Their linebackers are bad, but they can stop the run. I like Max Crosby a lot, but like they've been like, the feel good hit of this season, I think. And there's like this huge like Antonio size brown hole in that offense, and they've done a really great job working around it. All right, I'll buy in the Oakland. I'm not buying the Rams. I can I I can understand that. Yeah, you can't sell me on this one. I think you should drop this team down a little bit here. Maybe so. I mean, I picked them to miss the playoffs. What do you? Okay, okay. You can't say that you picked them to make the playoffs because what was this tier's title? Playoffs for the question mark. <laughs> That's the title of yeah. your tier here. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? Yeah. But yeah. not a for sure playoffs. Not for sure. But you didn't pick them to go to the playoffs in the offseason. Yeah. So why are you still putting them in that tier? Uh, well, I mean, because there's 16 teams here. Matt, why don't They're we in the, the top 16 why don't we, teams. Why don't we switch some teams up here? All right? Can't. You know what? We're going to switch this article up. All right. Editor, get on this. I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's just like four sets of eight goes very well. Um, and the contenders, I have Houston, Seattle, New England, New Orleans, Baltimore, Green Bay, Kansas City, San Francisco. I don't feel very good about any. Like you could put yeah. any of these teams one through eight, and you can even drop Wait. Houston for like Minnesota or Dallas. Where'd you put Houston and Dallas? I have Dallas 10th. I have Houston 8th. Okay. Just because Houston has an easier schedule. Yeah, no, no. I was going to say, you're in the AFC. That actually works completely fine with me. And, in fact, it, you say I have an easier schedule. Your division's much more difficult than mine. Yeah, but the so. Cowboys have to play tougher teams from this point on. Like it's it's fairly yeah. it's fairly even. The thing is, like Houston has a rough three game spot, this week and they Kirk end the Cousins season with nice. two games against Tennessee, Denver, and Tampa. Yeah, I don't really want to go to that game, but you're not allowed to go to that game. <laughs> okay, you I, you're just not allowed to stay anywhere near that team. Yeah, I'm going to be a traveling Texan, man. No. We talked to Steph Stroud or I talked to Steph Stroud last night. I'm ready to be a traveling Texan. I'm ready to go. Oh yeah. That's what I'm you're ready to go to Tampa. You're here's the rule though. Whenever you are actually traveling and you're a part of the whole Texan team, I have to be a you Texan ha- fan. You have to be a Texan fan. You actually have to choose your team or be like, yeah, to win the game. And ta- you can't be taking- wearing other sports gear from the other side. Like, yeah, we're taking a photo over here. Uh, it's going to be at 7 o'clock at the Arby's. Okay, I'll see y'all there. And it's actually at 1 o'clock over at... I don't know. I don't know. At the beach. I don't know what they're going to Tampa. Arby's. Yeah, they're going to tell me the completely wrong location. Are you because making they an Arby's sandwich? I'm making a joke that they won't invite you know me. You know what, man? It's not a very good one because nobody's going to Arby's know. these days. Is that where people go? Is that where, is, do you go to hang out in Arby's I drive parking lot? Arby's every day and there's always people there. There's people there. Every day. I'm like, who's going there? <laughs> Who are you? As bad. Well, my life's good. But like, if I'm having drugs. a bad day, I'm like, Oh, my life's not that bad. At least I didn't go to Arby's today. You go to Arby's? No, I've never. I've been had an Arby's sandwich in years. Yeah, never. But been. every it's still in business. People go. Yeah. So God, they we're the losers. We keep you, every time I see the commercial for their sandwiches, I'm like, we keep pushing ourselves farther and farther from God. 
This is sponsored by Arby's. I need to go to church. Every, yeah, look at the commercial. I'm going to church tomorrow. The devil makes those sandwiches. Um, so here, know. here are my awards at the halfway part. All right, let me hear the awards. MVP Russell Wilson. Okay, duh. Offensive Player of the Year Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Defensive Player of the Year Miles Garrett. Okay. Offensive Rookie of the Year Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Defensive Rookie of the Year Nick Bosa. Yeah. Comeback Player of the Year. You ready for this one? Yeah, give me this one. Travis Frederick. Yeah, that one's easy, actually. Maybe. That one's pretty easy. I hope he gets it. He's he deserves awesome. it, yeah. He's so strong. <sighs> Duh. Wait, did you hear what the Jets were offering? They wanted Doug Martin for Jamal Adams, right? Uh, no, no, no. It was... I think it was... So, it was two guys. It was either Smith or it was Frederick. And all Jerry did was just laugh. I mean, maybe Smith wouldn't be that bad of a trade. I just, no. Because you get off that contract, and he's so, like, he just doesn't play every game. He's Iron Man. He's made of metal at this point. <laughs> he's fine. We just stick him in there. Yeah. Spot. Well, I mean, he's definitely just like Pickle Rick. Like, he's made out of, like, sticks and has an entire exoskeleton. Um, the coach of the year, Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Executive of the year, uh, Brandon Bean, the guy up in Buffalo. Great job up there. Yeah, okay. All right. It's we both know job. that you're reaching in his back pocket right now. My Super Bowl pick, I'm sticking with the same pick I made in the preseason because it's still alive. I'm not going to be a coward. Uh, I have the Eagles over the Patriots. Mine's still alive. Yeah, it's still alive, so I'm not going to run away from it. I'm yeah. sticking to it. We're staying there. Yeah. I think actually mine's dead. What was yours? Actually, I think I, I had, think you had Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Even though mine's technically still alive. But I had Pittsburgh and Dallas because oh, okay. I said I'm a true fan, so I stick with my team until That's the good. end. Even though the one that I, the one that we blew up in everyone's face because you were included in this, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, I'm. I thought Trubisky would be better. Oh my god, he wasn't. What do you do with that? Because he has the thing. What do you do now if you're Chicago? I think. What uh, do you do? I mean, I think part of it is he regressed. He did, but like I don't know a lot. Also, I watched that offense, and it's stupid. Granted, it's I'm not going to argue stupid. with this. Like yeah. it's, been, it's like it's we've just, talked about this too. Like they're at their best, and they're running the ball vertically, and they spread out, and then they run some like throws down the middle of the field to you know spread the field out some. You know what I mean? And they also just like give Allen Robinson more shots on the sideline. Like Robinson can't have games where he has one target. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like they played it's Philadelphia. So awesome. I think he had one catch against Philadelphia. But that's what Philadelphia I'm, can't run with anybody on the outside. Matt, do you know they had nine total yards into the third quarter? <laughs> they had nine total Probably yards. Anything. How is that possible? And by the way, how do you go into halftime and you're not looking at him going, we're going to have to sit you? Instead of, we got this. Game plan is going to change nothing. I think Matt Nagy's lost his mind, too. Did that's you hear all something that, like, he was like, he kept watching the kick over and over again? Like he was Jack Nicholson, The Shining. What? Yeah, he would just keep watching the kick over and over again. Why? He would just keep it playing in their locker room and stuff. Tell him to He's stop. Like, Think that. about this pain and then remember that this year. What? Just type in his keyboard, all work and no play, you know. And then, I mean, also, I may not watch the it's Bears. It's like a the Ray rest of Finkel two. and Ace Ventura thing going on here. Nah, I mean that's The Shining, but Laces I'm not gonna out. watch. The Bears probably getting this year because I watched that Chargers game. We're not watching the Bears four game. red zone trips, and these are all like within the five yard line. Nine points. They have a timeout left in four or three seconds. 
they settle for a four three yard field goal. They miss, they lose, and that was in their season pretty much. And you know, good for them. Um, but yeah, the North is mean. We kind of thought that going into the year, and the Keem Hicks thing has really hurt their ability to stop the run too. So this week, week ten, we have the Chargers playing the Raiders, Atlanta, New Orleans, Buffalo, Cleveland, KC, Tennessee. That sounds like good barbecue sauce, KC, Tennessee. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> Arizona, Tampa Bay. New York Giants, New York Jets, Detroit, Chicago, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Indy, Los Angeles, Rams, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Green Bay, primetime games from Minnesota, Dallas, and Seattle, San Francisco. Uh, last week for the picks, I went one and three, you went two and two. You caught up. We're both 16 and 18. Hey, man, can you tell the audience how I caught up, please? Uh, I picked the Texans to win, but I picked the Jaguars for the points, even though they were uh-huh. only a one-half point spread. Yep. I can't uh, remember. Texans I think won. you talked a lot of smack about me too about the score, about what it was going to be. By the way, I did. I do have a diary of everything that Matt has said that is wrong. I just want to let you know, I do have that diary and I I'm, write I'm these glad, things down every single week. And this is my first thing I wanted to bring cool. up. You were wrong. I'm glad I get to live rent free in your head. I'm glad. <laughs> um, so this what week else we're, do I do? we're into about Casey Ten or Casey Tennessee, the barbecue sauce matchup. <laughs> um, the Chiefs are six point favorites. We'll talk about the Rams, Steelers. The Rams are three and a half point favorites. Minnesota, Dallas, of course. Cowboys are three point favorites, and then Seattle, San Francisco. San Francisco are six point favorites. So, Casey, Tennessee, the barbecue matchup. You want to hear about how bad Marcus Mariota was and how good Brian Tannehill's been compared to him? Actually, for the comparisons, yeah, I really do. So the last game that Marcus Mariota played was against the Denver Broncos. He was seven for eighteen. Sounds good. Thirty-eight point eight percent completion percentage. Awesome. Net yards per attempt, negative 1.5. Now we're talking. 63 passing yards, 3.5 yards attempt, zero touchdowns and two interceptions. One interceptions led to uh, three, seven points for Denver, uh-huh. and they I think they scored 10 points that entire game. And Mariota's DVA that game was negative 53.3%. Um, if you don't include the, de- the Cleveland game where they had all those interceptions in the fourth quarter that blew that game open to so like a 43-point score they had, their points scored after that Mariota, 17, 7, 24, 7, then 0. Ryan Tannehill, 23 points, 27, 20. There is passing uh, DVOA, 44.5%, 26.8%, 76.9%. His completion percentage is 12, po- 12 points higher than Mariota. His touchdown rates, 0.7% more. He's even taking, he's, I mean, he's taking his sack rates 10%, which is very high, but Mariota's is 13.6%. He's averaging a full yards more per attempt, too. And really the biggest difference between the two quarterbacks, you watch them, it's like, oh, Ryan Tannehill can throw the ball downfield. That's all it is. And he knows that Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I can throw it to these receivers, and they're going to catch it, even if I throw it a little bit behind them. The, granted, they had some tips, but still. AJ, I like, know Mariota had one of the highest young. drop rates against them. It's like when you're making aggressive throws in tight windows and put them in harder situations, you know, it's harder which is a very dumb sense. Compared to Tannehill, has like a better arm. Like he makes some hot throws. Like these are babes he's throwing around. Yes, he, he has a cannon behind it. The problem is, it's like what you hate about him. He just he's gonna make mistakes, and you know he's gonna make mistakes, and he gets too gunslinging happy. He just needs to understand. Hey, you got a big back behind you. It's okay. Yeah, you. I Even mean, he's that was like, game plan. I don't know if that was him or coaching last game. That was bad. Yeah. So the Titans lost to the Panthers last week. The Titans against like the 30th ranked run defense, they gave Derrick Henry the ball twice. And this is a team that's like wants to be tough and disciplined and physical. 
Here's two carries, Derrick Henry, and then in the second half, I think he had two touchdowns. And I love watching Derrick Henry on toss plays. Like I love their toss plays. It was too little, too late, and it's like if they did that from the very start, they would have been able to win the game. Even though I will say, it makes it a lot harder when your kicker sucks, Uh, aka suck. Well, he just got back to health. Still, well, they had the backup kicker, and then he came back. He missed like a forty-four yarder, man. If no, it's 45 getting, yards and in, off. the kicker's in the NFL. I am going to have a son just so he can be a kicker this year, Matt. This is ridiculous. You better hurry that up. I know. I got to get going. Here. Yeah, I do that. Oh, and wait, hop, this in, year. hop in a spaceship. I gotta, yeah. And then I travel really fast, faster than the speed of light, and then come back to Earth and be you know, 21 years old. Dude, later. I read comic books. It's possible. Trust me. Well, going backwards is impossible. Going to the future is possible. No, no, no. Going backwards is possible. Yeah. I unless the you flash, fall, unless ask you, Superman. Yes, yeah. it is. Well, Do you want to get on this? I've, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. So Derek Henry <laughs> with Marcus Mariota, three point six eight yards a carry. With Ryan Tannehill, four point four seven yards a carry. You have to fifty one carries, two hundred twenty eight yards. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, really, like Washington Times offense is really annoying early this year because, like, you're talking about, like, oh, Corey Davis is really good. Adam Humphreys is good. Oh, A.J. Brown's like a really physical slot receiver. They have these guys. You know you can throw them the ball, right? It's cool. And it's it never been kind of fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like the offense is different because they're in the more light boxes for Derrick Henry. They're not just, like, bashing his head into the concrete. And they're throwing the ball downfield. And, like, Tannehill's – he's, like, the, the best backup quarterback you can have. I don't think he's a starting quarterback necessarily. You and I still disagree a little bit on this because I don't fine. think he's too much of a backup. Like – I really don't think he's a backup backup. I think he's a little bit better than a backup. Yeah. I, I really do. I like, can see that. I think but that's what I mean. He's like the best backup quarterback you could have I, by saying that. I'd put him in probably, you can put him 18 yeah. in the quarterback in the NFL. Like, I feel like that would be his ceiling maybe, which yeah. I don't think that's too bad. I'd put him like 18 best in like the 24. NFL. That'd be like a ceiling. I've been like 24th. Man, you're such an ass. Like slightly ahead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> uh, but he just, he holds on the ball too long. He takes too many bad shots. He, he takes some bad hits too. He's going to get hurt. And I he's agree. not very fast. And then the other thing about him too is like he just makes bad mistakes. Like he's thrown a couple passes that should have been picked off that weren't. But I do like him a lot whenever they give him a lot more five step drops where he's not so close to the line of scrimmage so he can hold on to the ball. Like, Watch the defense as he's stepping back, or like watch his receivers as he's stepping backwards, because he does have the arm talent and he has a good, uh, he's a good downfield thrower too. Um, but yeah, I mean, like they're a lot more enjoyable to watch. Like the times are kind of fun with Tannehill compared. Like they're absolutely miserable and wretched with Mariota. So to the other side now, who do you like better as far as quarterbacks? Who'd you rather have as your starting quarterback, Matt? I mean, I've said to my, I'll take this to my grave. You know, if Matt Moore was the quarterback for yeah. the Texans in 2016. They could have so won you would take Bowl. Matt Moore in this game over Tannehill? Yeah. What? I love Matt Moore. Okay, I want to say this too. At first, I wanted to take back what... Man, see, I'm I'm jumping off a bandwagon, hopping back and off here. I want to say that Patrick Mahomes, I want to give him credit. But then, now Matt Moore, whenever he is playing, Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the league. I want you to convince me otherwise. DeAndre Hopkins is better? Uh, no. No. This tiny man somehow can outcatch any corner that's on him that's double the size. He is so impressive. It is crazy how good Tyreek Hill is. He's spectacular. Matt, it's unbelievable. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, the three throws he had against Minnesota, it's just, like, Matt Moore off his back foot, just throwing it up to him. And and that's all you have to do, and I've said that. If you have Tyreek Hill, guess what? He's going to beat him. 
You cannot have him single coverage. If a team ever has him singled, you lost. I mean, the difference, though, it's like with Mahomes, you'll score 45 points, and with Matt Moore, you'll score 30 points. Their offense is different with him. It's a lot more running. It's a lot more play action. They're not throwing the ball deep well, constantly. They're setting up their deep passing throws. Well, Matt, It's a lot shorter as well, too. Let's talk about something different, then. Is their defense that good? Whose defense? Kansas City. No, it's bad. What are you talking their about? They've been bad. performing, though. No, it's like... They're There's some belief par- here. This is the difference: is they have Chris Jones back, and Chris Jones is like having JJ okay. Watt on your defense. I still think the Honey Badger is the way to go. Yeah, here. He didn't do like watch. He didn't do anything last week, which is good. You don't want him to do anything. <laughs> like if you see him on the screen, it's bad for your defense. But yeah, Chris Jones is back. Their front four is getting healthy, and also I like Nandi. He's had a lot of big run plays last week against Minnesota. They have that guy. His name's like K N S. I have no idea how to say it, but he's yeah, pretty good too. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Ogba is a fine uh, pass rusher as well. But like the biggest thing is Chris Jones is back, and Anthony Hitchens is back, and like he's just a guy. But even having as mediocre as possible is a big boost for their linebacker group too. But the difference is like with Mahomes, you score forty five points, and with Moore, you score thirty points. So then, uh, just so we could touch on this as well, would you really play since you can see how Matt Moore has been doing? Would you play Mahomes in this game? I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. There's like, no why even to. risk it? Exactly. You can win. The you see only, that your team's adequate. Come on. The only reason why you would is that the Titans have a bad pass rush. They're 32nd in pressure rate. They're 18th in just a sack rate. Their leader in pressures is Harold Landry or uh, Cameron Wake with 13. He's only played seven games this year. Landry has 11. Gerald Casey has 11. Then nobody else has any at all. And so, like, they don't create. And they have to blitz a ton. Like, Logan Ryan's second on the team in sacks with two and a half. Or he's third on the team in sacks with two and a half. So they blitz a lot of safeties. They blitz their corners a bunch. They can't uh, get pass rush. But Jeffrey Simmons just got back their first-round pick, and he's been a lot of fun to watch too. So hopefully pairing him with Gerald Casey a lot will create more of a pass rush for him. But they cover well. They just can't get to the quarterback at all. And so that would be the one reason why you play Mahomes this game. You have plenty of time to throw. Things would be nice and cozy. You know, he can pick up the – he's great against the blitz too. You don't need to play Mahomes at all. He had a kneecap that was put back in place in the middle of the field. He's been out, what, two weeks? It's pretty cool. He's been out, what, two weeks? Three. Three? Yeah. Three weeks and we're okay? That's it? We're cool? I think they had a bye week in there, too. I think Morris that was three, three weeks, including the bye week. Maybe. Morris played three weeks, three games so far. Um, Maybe so they've scored 30 points, 24 points, 26 points. Their passing offense DVOA with, with Morris has been 43.4%. 45.3% and 23%. The difference is they can't run the ball. I I think the best thing that happened to this team, too, is that LaShawn McCoy fumbled because Damian Williams is playing now, and Williams is so much better than McCoy is. I would agree with you, except... Okay, no, no, not except. I would say that the best running back on the team is exactly Damian Williams, and you could clearly see whenever he decided to run the ball. I just wanted to bring up the one play wherever he broke away for the touchdown and Tyreek Hill, Hill. Yeah. oh my man like 30 yards behind man, him he <laughs> caught him and then he started yanking him and pulling him so that he could go faster so then he can hop into the stands Matt this isn't Matt he's my size this shouldn't be normal that a human being can do this he's very fast Matt, he's incredibly fast he is a Madden character do you think humans are evolving I don't know, but he is making me believe something <laughs> like my God. I mean, he's been doing this for like three years now. I get it, but he's also out-muscling individuals. That's also my other I point think with him. I never expected that. I expected you to be a Brandon Cooks, a fragile wide receiver. That's not going to manhandle well, like I mean, corner. Cooks has had head injuries, which you really can't control. 
Tyreek Hill is like shoving guys off of him. I'm what a, the hell? Oh, uh, he's just, like I said, Moore's like throwing a lot of back foot passes to him. They've worked out well. And also, he outruns guys so much, he's able to turn back around and run to the ball, too. I agree. Yeah, he's fun I'm to just watch. just saying. It's, it's, well, he had, that, it's he had that touchdown catch against Houston where he jumped over Justin Reed and caught it, and that was cool. Um, so what's your pick for this game? And again, the Chiefs are six-point favorites on the road. So I actually... All right, we'll wait. So my pick's going to change a little bit. Are we expecting Matt Moore to play? Or? I'm expecting Matt Moore. Okay, if you're expecting Matt Moore, then I have technically Tennessee... I have Tennessee 23. I have Kansas City 28. Six points if yeah. Matt Moore's playing? I have 30, 24, KC, and I would pick... I'm picking KC. But like, if you look at I the mean, points allowed this year, I think the most points Tennessee's allowed are 23 so hey, far. Hey, you can't pick that, though. If the points is I'm, six, there's no push. Yeah, I'm not picking the push. I'm picking Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. And so but like Tennessee hasn't given up a lot of points. Their defense is good. Their run defense is really good. Uh, if you want a player to watch this game, Rashawn Evans is a lot of fun as an inside linebacker. He's a good cowboy collar. He covers the pass well, too. He, he's really good at like, counting plays off from the backside. Very fast. He's a f- former first-round pick from Alabama. Derrick Henry's going to have 120 yards this game. He needs to. He's like, going to have 120 yards the game. They yeah. can play the game and beat They're Kansas just, City. They just have to get a lead and be able to do just that. Just say, hey, Brian, Brian, we're going to be patient. We're going to be patient. We're not going to throw. We're not going to throw. I hope not. They can. I mean, they give can. Give it to Henry. Don't give it to Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis sucks. Their offense line's been kind of crappy in Tennessee, too, though. It's true. It, you know, they put a bunch of Even resources. Even it's like what you said. He holds the ball too long. Well, I mean, also Henry. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, Sox are more of a quarterback record. I'm just saying also they're running blocking. They're running blocking. Their oh. run blocking hasn't been that good. Um, so, the next game here we have is Los Angeles going to Pittsburgh. The Rams are 5-3. and three. They recently beat the Atlanta Falcons. The Cincinnati good. Bengals. <laughs> it's good. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are four and four, and so the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense are six things against the pass, sixteenth against the run. Their linebacking group has been good, but their defensive line, their first level, has been all that great. But the problem is that the Rams still can't run the ball. They're running an interior of Blythe, David Edwards, and Brian Allen. Um, they're running offense DVO against the Lambs, negative twenty nine percent. It was negative ten percent against Cincinnati which is kind of impossible because Cincinnati is the worst linebacker group you'll ever see. It's true. Uh, this was a running total against Atlanta. 36 carries for 90 yards. Against Cincinnati, 26 carries for 98 yards. It's still bad. And Goff has been better against two really bad pass defenses. But I don't know. They're in a bad spot right now. Yeah, this team's not very good. And they, it's clearly been shown. They All they're trying to do is rely on Goff that he was going to be able to take the next step so that they didn't have to rely on the running game. It's like what you and I talked about going into the season. They were going to try to take so much slack off of Gurley that he wasn't going to be able to run the ball. And They were going to like save him. Yeah, and by the way, it's still way too conscious how they're being with him. I just don't agree overall, I'll be honest with you. Because... What do you expect him to do in the playoffs if his body hasn't had that type of workload before? Well, I mean, they would give him workload like week 12. Like, now is the time. Okay, so now you're saying that he's going to get the workload. He then. needs it now. Like, they're yeah, going to okay. miss the playoffs if he doesn't. So if that's what you're saying, then he needs to have the workload. Because, exactly, that's where they're going to be able to win the game. Jared Goff is not going to sustain this. And once he plays against good teams, such as the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense at Pittsburgh, by the way, because there's some... What's the Angels in the Outfield going on? It's like, what's the movie? This is what's going on here. It's Angels in the Outfield, man. Pittsburgh Steelers have some magic happening where it's not Russell Wilson magic. It's Angels in the Outfield. Okay, well, they beat the Chargers 24-17. It's impressive. Uh, that game also had I think, the Chargers fumbling 
in the goal line. The Chargers had some something very dumb happen and lose that game. Oh, isn't that weird? Isn't that exactly what happens in Angels in the outfield? I don't know. Uh, they beat the Dolphins. What do you mean? Don't know. And they, beat, Limit, and they bro. beat Brian Hoyer by two points last week. So I don't think it's really been magic at all. Um, Angels in the outfield. I think yeah. they have a good pass defense, and that's been important for them. And they have a good offensive line. They have good skill players. They've been able to prop up Mason Rudolph some too. The one problem I think Pittsburgh has in this game is that you have Ramsey against Juju Smith-Schuster. And what, who knows what Schuster can do in that game. Rudolph hasn't been all that great at all. He's been kind of bad. Um, did you hear? I don't know if this is true. Maybe you know. I haven't heard of this. That it's because Mason Rudolph, whenever he's throwing, his mouth is like open, and that's why it's causing him to get knocked out. Yeah, I never realized that once. Well, yeah, but they even said that it almost happened this past game that somebody hit him, and it was because his mouth was open whenever he's throwing the ball, and he almost knocked himself out once again. I didn't know that was a thing. Did hmm. you? No, I had no idea. Why is he wearing mouthpiece? I don't know. I just, just wear him. I don't understand guys who play without mouthpieces. Why is your mouth open? Yeah. Close your mouth. Wear a mouthpiece. Yeah, do something. I mean, like, you can't control that portion of it. Um. So, yeah, like Pittsburgh hasn't been able to stop the run that well, but the Rams can't run the ball this year. And unless Gurley just pops up out of nowhere, who knows what they're going to be able to do. So, Goff also last two weeks, 39-68, completion percentage. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 9.4 yards in tap. But 13 of those 18 targets have gone to Cooper Cup. That accounted for uh, nine first downs and one touchdown. Cooper Cup's just so Cook good. Cook is hurt. Woods is still there. Uh, I don't see it for Los Angeles this game. Ooh. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And so that if if the Steelers do win this game, they're going to be 5-4 and four then. This is the rest of their schedule. They have Cleveland twice. They always beat Cleveland. Cincinnati. Anyone's going to be Cleveland now. Cincinnati, Arizona, the New York Jets. What? That's the rest of their schedule. They have the 29th toughest schedule in the year. How is that not the last toughest schedule? Who's playing Miami four times? I can pull it up and see what the <laughs> like, easiest one how is. How is that not the easiest? But there's one of the very important team on this list. You ready? And these are they, they well, have, yeah. they're playing tougher teams too, but these are the easiest ones. So four games. They're playing Buffalo week 15. It's okay. going to be for a playoff spot. And it's going to oh. break my heart. I'm going to be so upset. You know why? Because they're just going to dump it off to Samuels about 15 times. No, they're going to run their they're just gonna run the ball a lot. They dump it off. Samuels has like 12 catches every game for like three yards. I'm just saying that because the Bills have trouble stopping the run this year. Well, that's what happened to them against Philadelphia. And they have, they've had bad rushing defense this year. Uh, Starlet 2 has been bad for them. Their run fits have been kind of out of whack. And they play so many guys in their front seventh in this part of it too. But yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna be so devastated. Yeah, I can't wait for your. The Steelers knocked the Bills out of the playoffs. All right, you got to make a deal then. If they get knocked out of the playoffs, you have to burn your Buffalo Bills shirt. No, because it's only one year. You got to burn it. Josh Allen, this is his second year. Dude, you're a Texan fan. What's burning a Buffalo Bills shirt gonna do to you? I like other things. Dude, you're such a poser. I like other things out there, you know. Um. So yeah, I'm picking the Steelers to win this game. I have them winning 26-23. All right. Wait, what's the point spread, though? Three and a half Los Angeles. So you're technically picking Los Angeles? No, I'm picking the Steelers. Oh, my God. Los Angeles are that big three and a half point favorites. Whoa. All right. So I'm going to pick... 
this one's a tough one because I really think I want to believe Angels in the Outfield is real, but I don't. It really hasn't I'm, even been that magical, though. Oh yeah, but it's still Angels in they the Outfield. I never expected them to be what they, they are. Miami. The fact well, that they're five hundred, the that's I mean, so impressive. The best game they have is they lost to the Ravens in overtime. That's still impressive. Yeah, I'm just saying that their three wins aren't that impressive. All right, I'm actually going to pick the Rams on this. Okay, I'm going to pick the Rams. Why? Twenty-five. Picking the Steelers, 17. Why are you picking the Rams? I just, I believe in the Steelers' defense. However, I believe the Angels in the outfield just run out sometimes. Well, we talked about this last week, too, like what team you think is going to run. Because this yeah, happens every year. Exactly. And I think this is the team just because of the schedule. And that's fair. I just, I don't think this is the game they're going to make that run on. Well, they're in the middle of the run. They won three in a row. Yeah, but I this don't think. It's a slight speed bump. Yeah, it's, a be, it's a little speed bump. The hard tackle. So we have. So we have. Guess what? Let's get zone. Gotta slow down. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cleveland twice, Cincinnati, Arizona. No, actually, that's their schedule. I already told you, man. Cleveland the, twice, Cincinnati. All Cleveland had to do is fire Freddie Kitchens. And they Arizona, won. Buffalo, the Jets, and the Ravens week 17. It'd be in the Super Bowl that fired Freddie Kitchens. And the Ravens may not play anybody. The Ravens, Ravens may not even need to play that game at all. Ooh, Ravens may be in the Super Bowl. Um. So, yeah, fun stuff. So the next thing we have here is Minnesota playing your Dallas Cowboys, Sunday Night Football. Oh the Cowboys God. are three-point favorites. So I found a very fun stat. You want to have a giggle? You have a good time? Is it a Kirk Cousins stat? Yeah. Yeah, give it to me. All right, Kirk Cousins and losses. Yeah. 56.6% completion percentage, four touchdowns and two interceptions, eight sacks taken. Um, his throws to Thielen Diggs in those games, 16 to 34, 242 yards. Whenever it wins this year, 114 out of 147, 77.6% completion percentage, 12 touchdowns to one interception, uh, on throws over 15 yards, 50% completion percentage, 15 out of 30, 502 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Diggs and uh, Thielen and Diggs. I guess we can just call them Thigs. Thigs and wins. Thigs together. 49 out of 61, 858 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, so it's like, yeah, throw a play action, throw it deep. Give it to those guys. And there's a lot of games where it doesn't happen for them. You're not going to have Thigs for this game, though. Yeah. He, well, Diggs is going to play, but Thig, the Thig. The Thig is not in this there. game. So that's why I'm actually pretty okay. I just still think How that. How are you feeling? You feel I'm, right? I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm feeling a little bit weird, but I also like that we're going up against Kirk Cousins. And I think that we're he's hopefully going to have to be forced to throw. Because if Dalvin Cook goes off, he's the only thing I worry about. Just shut him down. He had problems against Kansas City last week, though. Yeah, yes and no. He didn't do anything. Yes their, and no. Their run game was bad. The thing is, though, I, they had opportunities. That's kind of my issue. They had the opportunities there. They just didn't really take advantage. And they kind of went nowhere. And I got you with the defense. But that's what I mean by Kansas City's defense being able to believe. I don't know, man. There's a lot of angels in you the outfield. So going you want to hear the the Vikings' last drive of that game? Yeah, give it that. First and me. ten, pass defense line of scrimmage. He's trying to throw a short pass. Of course. Second ten, screen. Um, there, uh, Zorinson was sitting game, on the man. safety. They lost seven yards in second ten. The screen pass. That's good. You're paying your quarterback thirty one million dollars. You need a score in this drive. But you also you're running a screen pass on second and ten. But it's also to Dalvin Cook. No, it wasn't. It well, was wait, their, who was on the screen then? I it thought was it was. Their tie, no, it was like their backup tied in. It wasn't the cook. They're in 17. Sure. Uh, he was nearly sacked, throws the ball away. They punt. Kansas City closes the game out. 
I just watched the game today. It you know what? So did game. I. And they'd even throw that me screen pass to Cook. Their screens to that backup tied in. It was Tamir Abdullah. Did the one that worked was to Cook no, was and to Abdullah? That. I think no. I think it was to. I think it was the one that wide receiver. They ran a bunch of screens to try to attack no, their Abdullah linebackers. Scored. Yeah, but that was on a swing pass where nobody covered him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Either way, uh, that's kind of where I'm not having really confidence in the team. E- what hurts is that they did lose, so they're going to be coming out a little bit more for blood. But I think you're still going to have to rely on Kirk Cousins because I would hope that Demarcus Lawrence, who, by the way, is wanting to earn a paycheck each and every single week from now on. I don't know what's going on well, with this I guy. I think part of that, too, is he had a lot of pressures. He didn't have sacks. I mean, consistently pressure the quarterback. You're going to make plays eventually. Well, he finally he's he's getting sacks now. He's, he's the doing great now. now, and I think that Robert Quinn helps. And I hate to say, man, I hate to say, I heard this. Bennett looked pretty good. Bennett's looking great. Yeah, six round pick. I hate Michael Bennett so much. Man. Enjoy I'm it, not man. a fan of the Bennett brothers at all. I like I've never how, been a fan of them. I like how short his sleeves are in his pants. They're always short sleeved. <laughs> but cool. I like it only because. Uh, Rashar has been with him, so it's okay. And they know each other, and it's the defense that they've been around. So it all works together. I like that he's on the team. And also, not to get too political, but he was standing on the sideline. How weird. Interesting. First yeah. time that he's stood for quite a while there. Uh, I mean, when, Jerry Jones walking out there. Like, <laughs> and I, mean, I think probably what Mart- he probably made a call to Martellus. Martellus was like, Jerry will take care of you. Take oh, care of Jerry. Jerry will take care of you. Yeah, we're training for a six round pick, but we'll help you out. And that worked, by the way. The six round that was that's yeah, a it's steal. A, it's a great trade. Good lord! And, and Belichick's kind of like where he just there's some guys that don't work out with him. And he just once you have a problem with Bill Belichick or say something against Bill Belichick, that hoodie it comes out, and once it's on, it's not off. So do you want to hear the opposite? You want to hear Dak Prescott on wins and losses this year? Give me my quarterback. 72.4% completion percentage and wins. Mm-hmm. 13 touchdowns to four interceptions. 9.1 yards in attempt. Uh, passes classified as deep to Mari Cooper in those games. 9 for 13, 79%, uh, 70% completion percentage. He's getting MRI. 281 yards, three touchdowns. Losses. Uh, his completion percentage drops down to 65.8%. Two touchdowns to four interceptions. 8.2 yards in 10, which is about one yard difference. And then deep passes to Cooper, four for seven. 57.1%, 120 yards, zero touchdowns. He's getting MRI today. I don't know what the results were on it. I just Bad. They're bad. I, here's Awful. My, he's, you know what my he's thing is? He's never going to be able to play again. Yeah. I'm. My concern is really I don't like how dependent Dak is on Amari. I love Amari to death. I think Amari's a great thing. But it's like the moment Amari's out of the game, Dak looks lost for the first five minutes until he gets comfortable with somebody else. I just... I don't like the lost look. I think you need to be able to have a plan B besides Gallup, who shouldn't have had that popcorn because he eats popcorn before every single game because he is Butterfingers. Is he just filling it up? Oh, my God. He drops everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Is he doing? dropped. Is he doing butter stands before the game? Dude, he's doing something with butter. I don't know what it is. Hey, let's go see the movies, and I'll hold you up, and you can just uh, just, just chug butter out of that. I'll pump it for you. you know? I don't want to do this. Yeah, it sounds like fun. But yeah, either way, Gallup kind of makes me mad. This overall team, I'm liking the I mean, defense. they don't have any other receivers, really, though. So, or you can give it to Tavon Austin. And, no, we're going to give it to Jason Cobb Wynn, baby. And let Jason Wynn is the real deal. Third and two and fall down. 
Jason Wynn's he been runs great. like his pants around his ankles. Yeah, I know, but yet he's somehow always open. Can you explain? Yeah, because he me? just sits in zone coverage. Like he can, he recognizes coverages immediately. He's like, okay, this is cover three. I'm gonna run the seam. I'm gonna sit after I get past the second level. Okay, I got five yard catch on third and. Are two. you saying that you could do Jason Wynn's job? No, because I can't recognize defenses like he oh. can. I'm not saying I can, but I don't know. If I was 38, <laughs> <laughs> and played football for 27 years. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that's very important about this game too is the Vikings run the most play action football 35% of the time. They average 8.6 yards an attempt. The Cowboys allow 7.8 yards of play against play action too, but they have the sixth best defense against non-play action passes. So they can get take advantage a little bit with play action. I know Van Der Esch may not play. Maybe another week is Sean Lee. Are you concerned about that? Are you worried about the Vikings play action passing game? Uh, yeah, no, I really am. And that's what I mean by I think the entire uh, key here is Cook all the way. I just want to be able to shut that down. If we shut that down, I feel like we have a really good shot. If he gets over 100 yards, I feel like we're screwed. I think that's what it's really coming down to because then, Matt, if Kirk Cousins throws a deep touchdown against me, I'm going to cry. If Kirk Cousins beats you. I hate Kirk Cousins. What, I think who, he's 1-6 against us. What's going to hurt more, losing Kirk Cousins or losing Sam Darnold? That loss is so bad. <laughs> like I was May- like looking at everything today. I was like, man, that's an awful loss. No, nah, man, because it was the, the return of Sam Darnold. So it just happens. It just happens. Oh, okay. So many has to be that. All right, we're the whipping dog sometimes. And you show up for the Cowboys game. I would say this will probably be worse. I don't like. I don't want Kirk Cousins to win. And it would be a nice little confidence booster for the team to also beat that Minnesota defense is really what I feel. I need Zeke to get some touchdowns here. He's... He can't break away. Yeah. And Pollard didn't look good on the big stage. I don't know, man. Well, I do like their defense. They haven't covered that well this year. Trey Waynes hasn't played that well. Oh, no. Xavier Byron Rose Jones has lost some well. money. I'm almost talking about Minnesota. Minnesota oh. hasn't covered that well. And they're always like, well, yeah, they have great cornerbacks on the outside. And that sort of thing. But no, they haven't really covered that well. Instead, it's all about their pass rush. Um, Everson Griffin, Danell Hunter have combined for 14 sacks, 30 quarterback hits, and 53 pressures. Also, I kind of like their like defensive linemen. Not aside from Limbaugh Joseph, he doesn't really rush the passer, but they have a bunch of guys who are like three year pros, four year pros from like a bunch of unnamed, unknown guys. Who are like, oh, I kind of like that Easterby guy. Oh, I kind of like. Uh, I don't you even can't know even pronounce it. You can't. I was about to say I'm not gonna try to. I like this guy. This guy's pretty good. I keep doing stuff it's like, like that. Like the longest name. So they're on pretty. Back of they're pretty deep on the defensive line too. They don't cover very well. And so I think Dallas wins this game if Cooper's healthy. And uh, who knows? And I really think that's what it kind of comes down to for him. I feel like even without Cooper, we should win this game. That's what I hate about this team. No matter what, I'm confident in the Dallas Cowboys to win every single game that's remaining on their schedule, even though their schedule is a gauntlet at this point. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, give it to it. Because at least give it to the audience. Let them know what I believe in. Because this is what a fan does, Matt. I want you to pay attention. This is what a fan is. He believes in his team. He has a pick against him against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. I picked him to win. No, you by didn't. three points. Yeah, you're terrible. Well, I mean, you you the Jaguars it, are at home. You put a safe bet. That's what you did. I mean, I thought the you Jag- didn't believe. I thought the Jaguars would throw the ball more than once down twenty yards down the field. No in way. The first half, and they didn't. They didn't have Blake Bortles, the London MVP. He's really wasn't. Yeah, I guess he had a few good games there. He had like he well, I just five I touchdowns. mean, I just think about that game last. No, he did it. I think about that game last. They Six lost touchdowns. It. No, he did it. Um, so Eight. Dallas plays Minnesota. At Detroit, at New England, Buffalo 
on there Thanksgiving you go. Day. There you go. God. Yo, are we going to have Thanksgiving together? I'll come over. Yeah, come over. Yeah. All I, right. We live cool. close enough. Even our cool. parents are close enough. I'll come over for that. Yeah. I can't. Man, I can't wait for that one. Yeah. They play at Chicago. We should bet $100 on that game. All right. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. At Chicago, Los Angeles, at Philly, Washington. I mean, really, this game's going to come down to Week 16. For Dallas. Please They're stop not talking. Win a wild card. Please stop talking. That Jets game was awful. Uh, but yeah, it's going to come down to League 16 against Philly for y'all. I don't want to Unless they you. blow it. They can also blow it. I don't want to talk to you right now. That's what's going to happen. So what's your pick for this game? How are you feeling? Like nine, eight on the confidence scale? Uh, I'm so-so still. Again, I just, I don't know what team I'm going to get. I hope it's a team that shows up. If it's a team that I've been watching for the past two weeks. Okay, cool. I picked Dallas. 31. I have Minnesota, 26. Oh, wow. I like my pauses. My pauses are so much better Stop than yours. Stop trying to copy me. What are you talking about? What are you at? Are you looking at my notes? No, I'm talking about the pauses. I don't care uh, the score. Dude, I pause all the time. You don't pause. No, I started the pause, dude. No, you didn't. Yeah. So I have Dallas, 26. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Minnesota Vikings, 20. You got a low-scoring game? Yeah. Huh. I I don't feel good. I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about any of these games. I, yeah. My confidence is shaken. Yeah, you're tied with me. I have no it idea. should be shaken. Because I'm, I'm, I'm the stir and you're the shake. I have no idea what I'm doing, man. We shake know. and stir. But there's going to be some fun games this weekend, though, at least. Um, the last game, I haven't watched Monday Night Football once this year, except for the Houston game against New you Orleans. watch it now. I may actually watch this one live. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco. The Seahawks are seven and two. San Francisco 49ers are eight and zero. Oh. 49ers are at home. They're six point favorites. Um, so Seattle, they can't. Their their offensive line's been bad. Their defense their defensive line's been bad. San Francisco's offensive and defensive line's been very good. And Seattle with clown like their entire defensive line's healthy now. So it's Clowney. It's Quinn Jefferson. It's Jerome Reed. It's Ezekiel Ansah. Clowney has two sacks, seven quarterback hits, 33 pressures, which is, I think, third third in the league. Quinn Jefferson, two sacks, seven quarterback hits, 16 pressures. Ansah, one sack, three quarterback hits, nine pressures. Really, he's done nothing at all. They're 20th in just a sack rate. Or no, um, my mistake. They have 15 sacks this season. They're 31st in just a sack rate, 4.9%. They're 26th in pressure rate. They can't get to the quarterback. On the inverse of that, their offensive line is giving up 22 sacks. They're last in pressure rate. Uh, Russell Wilson's the most pressure quarterback in football this year, and he's only avoided two sacks this season. And they're going against the team that has the best, pro- who's the best pass blocking offensive lines so far this year. They also have 30 sacks this year, which is I think second in football, and they have that their first in just a sack rate too. So it's like this is. Kind of a bad matchup for Seattle where if you're expecting them to win, you're just kind of going all in on Russell Wilson in this case. You're doubting the magician? No, I'm saying this is a bad environment for him. Okay. This is an awful situation. We do not doubt the magician. How is this anything? I haven't even said anything at all about Russell Wilson. You know Wilson. what? All I Did I say he- anything about him? No. All I can hear is... This defense is just going to swallow him up. This is what I didn't say Russell Wilson. You know what? It's just what a, you're kind of sounding like over there. I don't I like it. You know what? I'm I don't just, like where you're coming from. Look, you're throwing a lot of attitude over there, and I don't appreciate it. I d- so you better say the name with respect. 
All I did was just turn some music on, I lit a candle, set the environment. This is what Russell Wilson's up against this week. And like, also, I was watching. I've been watching Seattle. Blow the like, candle off. I was when I was watching Seattle uh, going into this podcast we're doing right now. I was like, I think this is the best I've seen Seattle's offensive line block. And then you look at the numbers, you're like, oh no. But part of it's just no, also it's like. Yeah, you know, Wilson holds good. onto the ball and that sort of thing. And oh, yeah. He That's makes things he happen and makes you know, he draws happen. it off a lot more. I think the biggest matchup advantage that San Francisco has from a pass rush perspective is DeForest Buckner. It's Eric Armstead on the inside against Mikey Opati. Like you can really take advantage of him on the interior. I think you're gonna be surprised because I feel I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna pick it here. I'm still kind of on the fence of what I'm picking with this game. But I'm sitting to a shootout. I got I got a lot of sense here for a shootout here where I feel like everyone's expecting some defensive game, maybe with Seattle trying to run the ball, but it's not going to work. Russell Wilson throwing the ball to Lockett, which I think will work. And then San Fran. San Fran on the other side. Jimmy G and Emmanuel Sanders are long-lost lovers because somehow they have a connection already. I think that's the have most they ridiculous. Have lifetimes together? That's ridiculous to me. It's been two and a half weeks. My, and they're incredible together. My favorite play they ran was that when they quick snaps to the huddle on fourth and two, and they had Sanders at fullback, and like Jimmy like threw it through the linebacker uh, and hit him in the corner. That was a beautiful play. I really I, enjoyed that. I think it's insane. And Emmanuel Sanders looks great, by the way. He's getting open. He's been great there for are, four years. You just can't tell because he was playing with Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, like he's always been great, though. It's it's just great to see. I just can't believe it. And also on the other side too, man, Kittle. Is the best tight end in the league. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't think there's any. Kelsey, I'm sorry, and all that. He can't block. Like, he this, can. This year, Kittle, it's insane. Oh, my first look is going to be Sanders. He's not open. He has four guys on him now. Well, I'm just going to throw it to Kittle. Well, the thing is about them, too, it's like it's the run game sets up their passing game. They're one of the few teams in the league that does that. And I think last week's game in Arizona is really important because they load up the block. They load up the box against San Francisco. Um, Tevin Coleman had 12 carries for 23 yards. Matt Breida had 15 carries for 78 yards. But two of those carries took up 40 of those yards. They were just toss plays. If you remove those carries, that's 13 carries for 38 yards. And the Cardinals did a really good job loading the box, putting a defender in every single gap, and stopping the run. And then Garoppolo came out and then threw 317 yards and four touchdowns. So then that game was very important because Garoppolo hadn't really done anything yet this year. He was making easy throws. There'd be nothing from until the third quarter. Like, oh, that's a tough throw finally. Everything had been so easy for him. And this was like last week against Arizona. They have a bad pass defense, but it was the first game where I actually like saw Garoppolo carry the offense for the first time. But even like using your own tier levels, are you impressed that Garoppolo is doing this against this type of team? What team? What type of team? Arizona. No, they have a bad pass defense. That's what I mean. So are you even no, like, like the slightest fan? That's what I mean that you were kind of like in, saying that he did I'm something this time around. I was impressed by it, but I think it was very important that he did that. I don't know. Because he hasn't done it. He had really done much Because I agree with you on the pass season. defense. I just don't think that it was that impressive. I feel like this is what you're supposed to do. This important. is a Blake Bortles type game. No, I said it was important. I didn't say it was impressive. If he does it against Seattle, though. Well, in Seattle. Now we're talking. I mean, like Seattle has had trouble stopping the run. And they've also, like, they can't play man coverage. If he goes up against the Magician and goes toe-to-toe and outperforms him, Matt, I mean, you don't want to outperform the Magician. This isn't the prestige, okay? He's, he's not going to do that, though. They win this game, it's going to be, they run for 200 yards, and then Garoppolo is, like, 250 yards past. Who's Christian Bale and who's Hugh Jackman? I don't think you can call put Garoppolo in the same company at all whatsoever. It's not Deshaun Watson versus Russell Wilson. 
That'd be oh. entirely different. You so know? that's what. Who's who on that? Uh, I would say Wilson's Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're so not a Texan fan. Good, you're the worst. You oh, put no. him as Hugh Jackman, <laughs> the piece of crap that dies in the end because he doesn't know about sacrifice in performing the trick. I mean, Wilson. God, I love the Prestige so much. Yeah, I haven't seen him forever. It's so good. Uh, the other thing here too, it's San Francisco covers wide receiver number ones, number two very well. They rank tenth and eleventh in DVOA, and then this season. They've been kind of like really absurd. Metcalf and Lockett, 88 catches, 126 targets, 1,292 yards, 11 touchdowns, 10.25 yards in attempt. Wilson's made, I think, four of the best throws I've seen this year. It's nuts. And I wrote about today, I was like, this is the best throw I've seen this year. Oh, actually, wait, it's this one. And that throw he made against Baltimore, they had the free rusher. It's like two steps back that fade to Lockett down the center of the field. I'm like, it's it's unbelievable. Like I love the the high arc he throws with. It's um, a rainbow ball. Yeah, it's it's lovely. It's so beautiful. Sierra gives that to him. I don't think so. What do you He's mean? He's been doing this forever, man. Still, Sierra gives him the extra rainbow. It's like she adds an extra layer. She adds a new color yeah, to love, the rainbow. Love can do a lot of miraculous things. It's like a wow. It's like a different type of blue. Wow. Yeah. Love can do like so much. Sky blue. We really need it. We need it in our lives. But, and yeah, um, the other thing is like Seattle just really hasn't stopped the run all that well too. And their defense line has been very disappointing. I thought it was going to be a lot better. Last week against Tampa Bay, they played a lot of two deep safeties. And Mike Evans just like caught everything for 15 yards, 18 yards. And they can play man coverage against them at all whatsoever. And uh, yeah, this is a weird game. Um, Since in shootout. I'm still going with shootout here. I think so, but oh, don't copy me! Don't copy me! I'm not me. gonna pick it, but I can Good. see what you're saying. I want you though. to put like eighteen, twelve. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Coward. All this being said, I think the point spread's too high, so I'm gonna take Seattle with the points. So I have Seattle winning twenty-seven, twenty-four. I have Seattle winning thirty-eight. I have Jimmy G thirty-one. Take that, wow. suckers. Crazy. There it is. Crazy stuff. The magician does not lose. Not I mean, he's lost Jimmy two games G- this year. Okay, seriously, why do you have to... But, no, let me, let me finish talking. <laughs> let me finish talking. New Orleans had two non-offensive touchdowns, and he was up against you know, 5-0 franchise quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, okay. And <laughs> against Baltimore, against Baltimore, the Ravens had two non-offensive touchdowns in that game, too. I love how you say Teddy Bridgewater's name every single time. Five and zero. Five and zero. Franchise quarterback. Five and zero. Franchise quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. Sit your ass down, Drew. So, Let the legend take over. Oh God. I, f- I don't know if I can stomach watching New Orleans again. Yeah, without you know, Bridgewater. You know, is Teddy B? Is he gonna get a job? What's his contract like? He's uh, He's paid like seven and a half million dollars this year. Yeah, he's, he's the highest st- paid backup quarterback in football. He's gonna stay. I would stay if I was him. I think he's just going to stay. I think yeah. he's going to ride it out. You got nothing else to do. He's just like, every time Breeze does interception, he's going to wink at him. Hey. I'm waiting. Right here, baby. Yeah. You know what? See that pass? I got one glove on. I'm about to put the second glove on. You better watch out. Drew, nice 30-yard pass. I would have thrown that two-yard pass. That's not true. Oh, you start look at that. Look at out. that. I got you your feelings now. You could say that now. against Dallas. Like, he checked out Flea Flicker, which is hilarious, but... He really started pushing what you all do downfield on a flea later, later right? in the year. From the Tampa game, on, Tampa game on, all downfield, man. 
Oh, yeah. He was doing it. Against Tampa, huh? He did against Jacksonville, Seems too. like everybody does it against Tampa. Jacksonville's a top 10 pass defense. Did against Jacksonville. What would y'all do against Jacksonville? I uh, scored like 30 Tw- points. Yeah. They but they beat up on their linebackers. The Jacks are bad linebackers. So weird. It was almost like Taylor said that Jacksonville wouldn't score a lot of points. Do you remember that? You just picked them to score sixteen. Do you thing. remember that, man? I think I remember that. I think I really crazy. I really do think Jacksonville were like, Okay, we need to stop the Minshew thing. We need Foles to start. We're gonna use a bad offensive game plan, go on the bye, get Foles back out here. I I still can't get over how dumb their game plan was that that time. It seems like there's a lot of dumb game plans with Green Bay, with them. Yeah. There's a lot of just ridiculous. Tennessee in the first half, it was just ridiculous <laughs> things to watch where it goes, what are y'all even planning? What are y'all doing in the offseason, huh? What, what, what are you doing all, all week? All, all, all week. Yeah. Y'all watching shows? Y'all watching Mindhunters too? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Well, that's what kind of drives me crazy about the Texans where it's like, okay, so we're tr- it's 27 minutes in the game, and now you're like, oh, the Raiders can't cover DeAndre Hopkins. Now we're going to throw him the ball 15 yards down the field. Okay, I'm glad that we, we took 27 minutes to get to this point. And they did the same thing against Indianapolis, too. Wait, we figured it out. Wow, they're bad? Oh, we can do that? Yeah. That's that's kind of thing drives me crazy. But, but they had a great game playing against Jackson. worked out very well. Um, they're 6-3. and three. You want to hear their schedule? Yeah, let me hear their schedule. You ready? It's yeah. off the top of my head. Give it to me. Bye week. Ooh. We're hanging out. We're going to the gym. We're catching up. We're binge watching. We're catching up. We're going back to the old high school. Next week, Baltimore, 12 o'clock. They may flex it to Sunday night football. Week after that, Shit. Indianapolis. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to play that game, of course. After that, it's uh, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in New England. Sounds good. Then they play Denver. Then Tennessee, then Tampa, and then Tennessee. You excited? I think I win like ten or eleven games. There you go, man. Um, you're I not do believe it I there. Do you think I, I want to try to go win those Tennessee games? Maybe. Whatever, dude. You're not. I might a, make the pilgrimage. Head to Mecca. You're make a poser. The pilgrimage out there. Go to Florida. It's where you want to be. It's just a vacation time, bro. Whatever, man. Go to Buffalo. Go to Florida. Oh, man. I'm God, you are this. just. You're the worst. Maybe I'm gonna go to Dallas. For that Bills game oh, yeah. on Thanksgiving. You sound like your brother. <laughs> Taylor, oh, I'm a Dallas I, fan. No. I gotta hang out with him over No, there. you're not. Uh, so to recap for tonight, for this week, we have K- the KC Tennessee uh, Masterpiece game. I have Kansas City 30-24. You have Tennessee. You have KC 28-23. For Los Angeles-Pittsburgh, I have Pittsburgh 26-23. You have Los Angeles 25-17. Because I guess all angels die in the outfield. Minnesota, Dallas. I have Dallas 26-20. That better be the title of your podcast. You have all angels die in the outfield. <laughs> That's the name of my new album coming out. Oh, and you have hardcore. Dallas 31-26. And then Seattle, San Francisco. I have Seattle 27-24. You have Seattle 38-31. So, Hell yeah, baby. I rock. You're still listening to the show, of course. And since you're listening to the show still, you should... Uh, give that podcast five stars. Hit the subscribe button. Post it on all of your social media. What are you even you doing? The other thing too, it's like you know, the only thing there is in the world is love and friendship and community and the wilderness. And reality is completely manipulated by the elite. So foster that community, foster that friendship, the hell? foster that love. Send the podcast to everybody you care about. Give it five stars. Let the world know. Um, They're remember, giving it like a half star. Now. This is a lifestyle. This is a this is a movement right here. This isn't a podcast. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what the hell, man? It's important. 
So, anyways, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. And thank you for being on Ty Taylor. We could have had five stars. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.